Good afternoon, St. Louis, Missouri, New York, New York, Nashville, Tennessee, Baltimore, Maryland, Denver, Colorado, New Orleans, Louisiana, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, San Antonio, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Detroit, Michigan, Hampton, Virginia, Jackson, Mississippi, Miami Beach, Florida, Louisville, Kentucky, New, New Jersey, and Kansas City, Missouri, home of the Trailblazer Awards in 2022. We're going to lunch with the Blue Conference for September the 4th, 2021, Labor Day weekend. My name is Alan Folks, your host, and create a long with Elder Alan Lyles. How you doing, Red? Fine. How's the family doing fine? Fine. Okay, well, that sounds always sounds great to hear, brother. You know, and, uh, and we always thank you for all that you do. And we are broadcasting on Ferguson USA, hotcarradio.com from beautiful Ferguson, Missouri, North, beautiful North County, not Ferguson, Missouri, North County, Missouri, at the beautiful Great St. Mark's Family Complex. Mayor Tommy Pearson, as the mayor of Belltown Neighbors, is the senior pastor here. Uh, senior, he is the pastor here. And also, uh, thank him and his family for all they do for us in, in the complex. And also, we're going to start without further ado, we're going to have prayer. With Elder before, Elder. before we do that, Ira, can I uh, make an announcement for sure, Pastor sure, Tommy? Sure, go ahead. The, the Greater St. Mark Family Church is uh, providing COVID shots. Uh, okay, please, yeah, go ahead, right. From, 11, from 11 to 7 o'clock in, in the evening, uh, Monday to Thursday, from uh, at least for the foreseeable future. So, if you need your shot, go come over here for at, for your uh, COVID shot. Get us to again, shot. Three times. All right. Come to the <laughs> okay. Greater St. Mark's Family Church at 1820 Chambers from 11 to 7, uh, Monday through Thursday, for your COVID shot. Come to Greater St. Mark's Family Church uh, for your COVID shot. Uh, Monday through Thursday from 11 to 7. So that's three and, times. And those are all free shots too, by the way. Uh, I'm not sure which brand, but... Uh, no, I said they are free, 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 free. Yes, free. Far, yeah, free. <laughs> no, no, they, no, they are free, 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 free. We were talking about that a little later what you're about to talk about there. <laughs> we're going to have prayer with Reverend Elton Lyles, pastor of the Walnut Poor Bible Chapel Church. Located at 5547 Little Avenue in St. Louis, 63120. That's prayer with Elder Alan Lyles, pastor of the Walnut Park Baptist Temple Church, located in North St. Louis at 5547 Little Avenue at 63120. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we continue to give great thanks for such a great salvation. How did Christ die for our sin? Was buried and rose again. By continue believing to the saving of the soul, continues to make heaven your home before you sleep and after you sleep. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We're already seated in heavenly places. And Christ Jesus. And Heavenly Father, we also thank you that our name is already written in the book of life. When you're born, that's when you're born again, your name is written in there. So 
People don't have to worry if my name in there. It's in there. When you be a believer in Christ, that's your name is in there. It's writ. Amen. And Heavenly Father, we just pray that the Holy Spirit continue to convict spirits all over the universe how to be saved by continue to believe the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They pass from death unto life before they sleep and after they sleep. And Heavenly Father, we know you can do everything but fail. And we want to have a wonderful fellowship with you today. And Heavenly Father, we're also thanking you. I'm thanking you, Heavenly Father, for all over the universe to the people that you woke us all up this morning. And we give great thanks for that in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Amen, Well, that's, That was something that I think now I know. I know, I know that it's well needed around the world, you know, as we go through biblical times. And so, what lesson do you have for us on this beautiful charity? Uh, uh, first, I'm going to start off with uh, Abraham's promise. If I can get to the rest of it, I will. But it's, okay. this is a promise to that was given to Abraham. Remember the land of Canaan? Oh, yes. God promised that to Abraham. Where... I'm gonna give y'all a little theory on it of what it says in the in the new Oxford uh, annotated Bible with the apocryphal expanded edition and economical study Bible revised standard version. Okay, now let me ask you a question. Okay, could you explain to us where the land of that land is nowadays? What's the name of it now? It's still Cana. The country, well, mm -hmm. it's in, it says, it's in Jerusalem, Second mm -hmm. Samuel, the fifth chapter and eighth verse. But I'm going to start with, with, where it starts off with the archaeology of Canaan. Okay. Archaeological excavations have unearthly the remains of Canaanite town built on hilltops or on some rocky ledge in the fork of two ravines. The area of such towns seldom exceed 20 acres. Methods of fortification, embankment eventually faced with huge stones were common. The walls usually of sun-dried bricks were built on foundations of field stones on the shoulder of embankment. They were often reinforced with rectangular towers. Some larger towns and cities had a double line of fortifications or an acropolis having its own rampart within the perimeter of the city. City gates were as a rude flank with towers. Two or three pairs of massive pyres protruded from either side of the gateway, leaving a passage wide enough to admit one or two chariots, wooden doors equipped with bronze, hinge pivots, revolving in stone socket closed the passage. The explanade outside the gate was used as a marketplace, open-air courtroom, and meeting place for the city elders. 
Supplying the city with water was a vital problem. Springs outside the walls could be intercepted by enemies. In order to obviate this danger, several cities had underground passages leading from within the city wall to a spring which could be walled in and concealed from without. It is presumably throughout the water shaft of the Jubasites that David's warrior conquered Jerusalem, 2 Samuel 2.5.8, cistern and reservoirs formed by damming up a ravine collected rainwater while regular wells, wherever possible, tapped the underground water table. Each Canaanite city-state had its place or places of worship within or without the wall. So-called high places were open, air enclosures marking the area sacred to the gods of the city. The divine power was thought to inhabit a pillar of stone, the Massabah, while a row of raised stone symbolized the families of clans of the worshiper, a sacred tree or a wooden post called the Asherah played a role similar to that of the Massabah, a well or basin, a stone altar complete the main furnishing of the high place. In several instances, small rectangular temples easily identified by utensils used in sacrificial worship replaced for supplemental the original high place. Nature caves in the vicinity of the town and sometimes within its perimeter were used for the burial of the dead. When such caves were not available, tombs were dug out of the rock. They consisted of a vertical shaft, eight to ten feet deep, giving access to one or several burial chambers. The dead were laid out on a layer of pebbles or a bench of huge stone and were provided with familiar object weapons, utensils, and provisions. Amen. <laughs> well, Rev, that was kind of, you know, as I listened to that, you know, it kind of explains, you know, how, you know, how, how, how small these people were back in those days because the hinges and stuff, you know, and some of those doors still work. <laughs> Amen.
that was that is that is very interesting and, and a deep thing to know to hear today. Amen. Especially when we look at so many things nowadays, you know, that's uh uh the climate <laughs> is, is changing tremendously more so than ever before. Yes you it know? is. And I mean I can I you know, I said that I we we cannot begin to the phantom you know, what we actually looking at nowadays you know, uh, and, and what we actually living through, not just looking at, okay, <laughs> what we living through, and it's just unbelievable, you know, and for you to, and I, and we stop to be able to hear, you know, to kind of bring the word and bring the facts of life, okay, to the people, you know, that are listeners around the world that, you know, that, that we are, uh, you know, just bringing, the, bringing history, historical perspective to what, to what they already know, but they didn't have explained to them the way you did today. Amen. Always, 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 you know, something that, uh, that you know, that we always need to know about. Because, Rivers, as you were praying, you know, um, and as we pray today, you know, we, we, we I heard the word that many times growing up, you know, we live in un, 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 unforeseen times, you know. And you and I and Scotty as kids, you know, uh, I listened to watching Fair Mason the other night and those old, old you know, TV programs. As a young kid saying, I wish it was amazing. I wish I was in your generation. And Pierce says something, okay, each generation has had his own had his own problems to bear, okay. And right now, what we're what we're finishing up, okay, our young kids just getting started. Amen. You know, on, on a lifetime that's never gonna be like like you know, like like we see as I talk to our attorney. And just, you know, praying for his mother, Miss Cynthia, and uh, I'm just saying that, you know, that things, you know, they're preparing, you know, for the new, the, you know, the new normal. And I tell people, this is the normal. People try to say the new normal. This is this is what God is doing here today. I mean, this is how life it has been, but we just want to see something different. Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 what took place when you and I and Scott were kids, you know. It doesn't happen that way no more. Matter of fact, they don't teach out the same books no more. Amen. Matter of fact, when we were in school, they had, uh, <laughs> they, had they, actually, they actually had real books. Yep. Okay, now they have audio books. They have computers and stuff. And and, and, I, and I know we they now sell, but when we were kids, they didn't know what a computer was. Mm-mm. <laughs> hey, Ira. Yes, sir. I can finish this other little part. All right, we're in the Proverbs, the 26th chapter, verses 1 through 28. But if I have time, we'll read all of them. If I don't, we'll just call it short and, and stop on time because they get it in parts. <laughs> okay, okay, well, that's okay. We get, well, that's how you know, pastors and reverends and nowadays are doing things in a series. They give you piece by piece that we can observe it better. Amen. And verse one said, as as snow in summer and as rain in harvest. So honor is not seemly for a fool. That's what we're dealing with today is fools. A whole lot of fools. Everybody is a fool out here with the wickedness that they carry on. And it goes on to say, as the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse costless should not come. A whip 
for the horse, a bridle for the ass, and a rod for the fool's back. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be lack unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. He that sent a message by the hand of a fool, cut it off the feet, and drink it damage. The legs of the lame are not equal. So is a parable in the mouth of fools. As he that binded a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of fools. The great God that formed all things both rewarded the fool and rewarded transgressors. As a dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returned to his folly. See thou, as a man wise in his own conceit, there is more hope of a fool than of him. The slowful man said, there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. Yes, sir. <laughs> As the door turned up on his hinges, so do the slowful upon his bed. The slowful hided his hand in his bosom. It grieved him to bring it again to his mouth. The slugger is wise in his own conceit. Then seven men that can render a reason. He that passes by and meddle with strife belonging not to him is like one that taketh a doll by the ears. <laughs> As a mad man who casts firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man that deceived his neighbor and said, Am not I in sport? Where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tail bearer, the strife ceases. As coals are to burning coals, and woods, wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The, the words of a tail bearer, or as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Amen. Burning lips and a wicked heart are like a pot's herd covered with silver dross. He that hated dissemble with his lips and led up the seat within him. When he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart, whose hatred is covered by deceit, his wickedness should be shown before the whole congregation. Whoso diggeth a pit should fall therein, and he that rolleth a stone, it will return upon him. So you reap what you sow. A lying tongue hated those 
that are afflicted by it and a flattering mouth working ruin. Amen. Yeah, Rev, I'm glad you read that whole thing because uh, that is so, 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 so much, you know, prepping for today because we got a lot of amazing people, you know, who just refuse, refuse, you know what I'm saying? Uh, to, God gave us all skills and talents and stuff, you know, and, and in the Jewish we live in now that they have more education that, you know, like we talked about this earlier, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, that each computer, each uh, cell phone, you have several libraries, you know, several encyclopedias, you know, and several, they got more information than can put a man on the moon in their hand every day. And so, and, but they do nothing with the knowledge they got. But they just get kind of, you know, opinions about stuff they don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And then some people believe them. And then that leads to other situations. Amen. And, and like I said, <laughs> what mm. you call Good news for the whole team. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, anyway, Rev, we want to we want to thank you for the beautiful. Matter of fact, the lesson today. Matter of fact, the people that it, that's Proverbs twenty six chapter, and we're real well rose was from the uh, you know King James version, which is the one that most people should go by, and it kind of breaks it down to you know, you know that's one of the original versions that people have, have lived the test, the test of time. You know, we got different versions of different things now. They, the King James Version is the one that people go by. But anyway, that was Reverend Allen Loud. We're thanking for the wisdom, thanking for the prayers. Listen to Frigus and USA Hot Talkers.com on a beautiful series. I don't know this is lunch, which I'm very much in my coverage. Thank you, Mr. Allen, folks. That's what we have next.
little bit about commerce on a beautiful rainy Saturday here in St. Louis and uh, around the country. Uh, weather has been the top discussion for most people. But first of all, you know, we, we have to continue to pray for our country as, we, as we're looking at well over 645,000 people who have died you know, from this COVID, uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, Delta virus, uh, and now they have a new one coming out now that's working uh, in Illinois and slowly coming into our country called the MU virus, you know. So again, uh, this is more reasons for people to continue wearing your mask, you know. And, and we always told anybody that listens to us in the St. Louis area, uh, if it's my need a face mask, uh, they can sleep eight in Scott. Yes, sir. You know, tomorrow, when, 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 uh, when the, uh, Reverend, uh, uh, what's his name, the pastor has his, 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 his uh, you know, uh, 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 vaccine drive at, 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 you know, next week, okay? See if we can, get, we can make some masks available for those people who come out also. Uh, okay. actually, they have plenty of masks, Jara. Okay, good. Okay, great, great. Because we want to make sure everybody has a mask, so nobody knows for sure. And, you know, if people don't tell people, you know, what the, you know, what the truth is, as Rev just said, people do lie to you. You know, and right now, over 39,000, looking at 40,000 people, you know, have been affected by this virus. And, uh, and call it what you want to call it, but it is something that's very, 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 very serious, you know. And, and so there are certain states, like in Florida, this is uh, kind of kind of bad to say, but over uh, almost uh, 3.3 million people you know, have been confirmed that have been confirmed that we know about. The ones we don't know about maybe more, but also 46,000 people have died also in Florida. And all this is going on, the governor there is fighting people, from, you know, the, you know, matter of fact, he's in court, uh, and the kids are dying in schools because this new variant, variant that we have on the Delta virus, uh, the first one, uh, COVID-19, was affecting people, older, you know, older people, you know, and, uh, uh, and they, Got your vaccinations, thank God, you know, and and we can say that to date, uh, most people who got the, the, the vaccines, they have not. Uh, I know people who have contacted COVID who have got the vaccination, but they were they did not go to the hospital. They're not getting on ventilators, so the vaccines are working. I continue to hear and read about people around the world. Matter of fact, uh, one of the number one. Uh, 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 musicians, uh, some writers, I should say, you know, entertainers in the uh, second world, uh, has someone else out there, and he's against vaccines. Well, that goes on to other people. That's, those are opinions, as where we were talking about earlier on. Everybody got an opinion, but right now, the fact of the matter is, people are dying. And I just can't understand, you know, while, while people are trying to, these different governors are spending taxpayers' money to fight the citizens. Now, that make any sense, real? Nope. <laughs> I mean, so he's going to take my money and fight against me trying to keep my family safe. And especially our little babies. They go to school. Matter of fact, no kids. I haven't heard no kids complain about wearing face masks. I ain't either. No, it's, it's about their parents because when kids wear face masks to school, they don't have no problem you know, getting along because they, they would feel out of place if they didn't have a face mask. Mm-hmm. Because then kids can pick on them. They're called peer pressure. You know, so I mean, so there's things, okay, that the parents need to sort of think about. But right now, you know, precariously, you know, uh, people are trying to live their lives through their kids. 
And, and, and nowadays, people who, you know, who have never spoke before are now being given platforms. They want to go to these meetings, okay, so they can get on social media and watch it on TV that evening and see what, you know, did you see me, did you see me, did you see me? But, 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 the, but the cost, okay, they, they child's help. I mean, all these schools right now, some are starting to shut down already. I mean, some of the football teams, you know, are starting to cancel football games because the COVID has not gone away. Sure have. As a matter of fact, the numbers are higher now than they were when we first started in most places. You know, and you know, and something that gets me that makes that makes no well, it does make sense is see, people have expectations. Like that, one of the things that uh, that's being talked about is that uh, well, they said, well, you know, something uh, the job numbers didn't come in the way you thought they would. Well, the people that are giving those exclamations and stuff, okay, they are fully employed. They got jobs. And so they're saying what well, they expect, you know, somebody else to do. Well, we're still in a, in a pandemic. And just as you know, uh, the man said that we out of it, okay, God is saying, I ain't going no place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, I am still, still on the throne here, and I'm bringing in new parents every, you know, you know, on a regular basis here. And each one requires one thing. Please wear your face mask. Please get vaccinated. You know, please, 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 okay? Because one, one thing for sure, that, uh, and that, and, 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 and that, I don't understand, people can comprehend, in most of your southern states, and other states right now, hospitals are filling up. And most of us filling up right now with young people. Not just kids in school, for young people, people know their young ages. And what they don't understand, once you contact this virus, you may come home from the hospital, okay, but it has a everlasting effect on your body. And especially with young men, I uh, talked to my daughter who's kind of you know, enjoying, you know, and she always tells me about that, because I got a grandson there, she said, Dad, I'm trying to keep him from catching because this has an effect on young, young men, okay, going forward. That's going to be with them. They, they might get over it. They might fight, okay? But it has an after effect. And this is something that people don't understand. Don't, don't understand or they don't listen. I can't say they don't understand because there's so much information out here nowadays, real. Uh, and, Scott, and Scott, you know this also. You know, you always on the computer. You see stuff coming and going. And so there's no lack of knowledge no more, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lack of people not want to have knowledge. And, and while we ask all of this, you know, it's please, you know, uh, pay attention. And I now, you show you how our country works. Now, they're saying that the job numbers uh, are not what they thought they should be. Well, they didn't tell you that this weekend, that this weekend, okay, they're going to come Monday morning, 8.9 million people who are self-employed will lose their benefits. 8.19 million people. Okay, let's take that round it off, okay, to 9 million. They're going to be unemployed. Now, these are people who have, you know, no, uh, you know, who are self employed, you know, who are contractors or whatever. Well, they've been getting benefits, you know, to get them over, you know, through this pandemic. Whereas the pandemic is still, you know, people start to close back up again. Well, they're losing their benefits. And then on, on top of that, another uh, two and two point one million gonna lose their three hundred dollar a week payment, and this is money that's being paid, you know, by the federal government. And in some states, okay, like Missouri, they cut these benefits off early. 
And now you're going to say, well, the jobs are not what we thought they were. And correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, you know, you kind of know what about like this, okay, and I know that every year when kids go back to school, the job number drop because kids put their jobs and go, and go back to school. Amen. Well, the, the point is the claims on unemployment uh, will go down. Yeah. But the, uh, but actual unemployment is, uh, is by new jobs. It's a different, uh, it's a different uh, method. Right, right. I mean, so it's a method, okay, that anybody that we use to come up with, with any equation. So if you're yeah. a mathematician or whatever you want, an economist, and they, and they, they, they measure well. If you're an electrician or you this, or you, you're a blue collar worker, or you're white collar worker, you know, uh, they have all these different, you know, you know uh, standards they put together. But this is what I just told you about those numbers, okay? This was created by the Oxford economists, economics, okay? And this is the, this is what they do, do you know? This is what they do for a living. And so this is something they're saying, but they not that information is not coming out publicly, okay? About anybody that's going on, mm-hmm. that these benefits are, you know, and, you know, disappearing. Well, again, the problem is that people don't understand the metrics that are being used. I mean... Right, right, right. As a matter of fact, you know, you never put it more clear, okay? <laughs> the methods they are using nowadays is, uh, is all new as we had taken place. And no one has, uh, has taken the time to explain to the, to the general public. Because most of the stuff that's being, that's being dealt with now... Uh, it wasn't taught to the older people, and that's anybody over 25 years old nowadays that's not computer literate. That's true. But really, uh, and most information nowadays, you don't get it in a newspaper. Uh, you don't get it, you know, in a, you know, a book someplace. You have audio books, or they give you a site to go look at. I mean, and me personally, I still get an old fat. I get a newspaper. I get newspapers all the time. You know, I get my, you know, you know, some business journals and stuff like that. To, you know, to go get information. That's people normally probably don't they don't even look at. You know, and we and we talk about like in, like in what Missouri Chamber of Commerce. You know, one thing that we do here, okay, for the chamber is we try to create opportunities to help our black businesses. Well, in Missouri. White businesses are having a hell of a time themselves getting started in Missouri. Matter of fact, we rank number seven from the bottom of the of, of the, you know, the teal in creating in, 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 in business and getting started. I mean, that's we're seven from the bottom. We're seven from the bottom. Seven from the bottom to that three times real. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, and for businesses trying to get started in Missouri. And so now. I was going to say there's one uh, group of people that none of these things uh, uh, measure, and that's the folks who are tired of looking. They just drop oh, out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well. Well, I see. You get you only. You know, you, you get turned down, and you get turned down, and you get turned down, and you get turned down. You know, and they just like you said, they stop looking. You know, because you know you can only take so much frustration, and then they don't feel real. Stop. They go out and try to uh, create their own jobs and, uh, and get um, self-employed, you know, become a contractor someplace. And that's the thing nowadays, people are going to become more contractors than ever before. You know, and in doing that, well, 
they did have some benefits, but those are going away. And so I'm kind of curious to see what would be the numbers when they come out in September. And we just told you, uh, here's another almost uh, uh, 11, million people, 11 million people that's losing their benefits. And that doesn't include, you know, the jobs that's going to be lost. You know, well, no, the empty, they won't, they're not being lost. Uh, the people the, the people in college, high school kids and some grade school kids or some people who work in family farms, well, they got to go to school. And those and those, and those positions, you know, got to be refilled. And like I said, Scott, the people who weren't working before because, A, I'm afraid to go to my job site because the people in there are not being vaccinated. Now, one thing that's taking place is a lot of companies now are requiring, you know, they have a mandate, how you want to describe it, that when you come into their business, especially the hospital, you need to be vaccinated. And you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not going to get vaccinated. Well, you don't want a job because why should somebody in the hospital go there for protection and just have your beliefs and stuff, you're going to make them sick. What happens then, the hospital gets sued. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's another whole set of problems. So right now, there's a whole lot of things that some people don't want, don't want to go around. They want to be in groups. And a lot of companies have downsized you know, that we're doing you know, uh, pre-pandemic. So they have found out now that they can operate. Now, here in St. Louis, uh, we have an excellent example of uh, 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 Square, a billion dollar corporation located, located downtown St. Louis in the last month or so. Beautiful headquarters. We have a beautiful building down there. Well, they had to close that building down because right next to the building, in front of the building, matter of fact, they had a, a homeless camp. And, and it wasn't so bad they had a camp, okay, but people, people got killed there. It was violence all the time. And so the people who come in to go in to work there, they're all positive, okay, and they fear for like when they go to the job, go to work. So what happened? Square moved, shut the office down, shut them down, shut the office down, down, down. And so that may put some people out of work right there. So mm-hmm. I mean, so there's all kinds all kind of things, okay, that we're, they're going to create a bump, for lack of a better description, in the way we do business. And, and, and the one thing that we need to understand here that uh, these kids, uh, and I wouldn't want to be a kid out of you know, have my mother and father out there protesting and the kids inside laughing at me. Is that your mom and daddy out there? Man, what they, what they, what's going on with them? And that's the thing that kids, the parents don't understand, they, you know, the, the ridicule that their kids get from things that the parents do. I mean, if we grew up, our parents were thinking on who we were in school. You know, people knew what our parents were doing, right, Rep? Yeah. You know, and, and, and the parents knew what the kids were doing, but that is the parents know what the kids are doing. Well, we get off of that, okay. But also, uh, there's some discussion that the administration, Biden administration, kind of uh, spoke too soon about the uh, about the booster shots for the uh, Moderna. Uh, it had yet to be approved by the uh, by the FDA. And that does not mean anyone's not safe. All it means is that sometimes people rush. And that's one thing that the, the, the federal government is doing is rushing to trying to, you know, get information to people or get, you know, shots to people in the head of all these viruses, you know, viruses that's coming our way. Well, that's so, because they have a history of uh, being wrong when they rush. For example. Right, 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 right. right. We have, we have, how many times have we heard it? Hate to make weights. 
Well, yeah. In the '60s, there was a uh, there was a drug that they gave to mothers that caused deformities. That yeah. was fully uh, fully okayed by the FDA. Right, and that's why I say, you know, you know those or, or, those organizations, you know, uh, have a have a history, and that's the thing that people don't understand. These, you know, what we what what is being certified with this COVID nineteen has been coming to the market in a record setting time. Normally, it takes you years and years and years. As a matter of fact, we're still trying to find a, a cure now for AIDS. And that's been around at least a couple of, gener- a couple, you know, a couple of decades now. And it still doesn't have a, you know, a cure for AIDS and stuff. But the only way that's going to stop our is like Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> well, Rev, we talk about this all the time in our country. You and I do. <laughs> Because they promoting it now. Everywhere you look on TV, they got that out there. Men kissing on men. Women's uh, kissing on women. All that mess. That's confusion and chaos. And the work of the devil and the work of his system. And the system is favoring to this kind of vulgar life, which is abomination to God. Well, you brought that up there, okay? You know, one of the things that's a, uh, uh, you know, that I have a problem with that black voter rights are under attack around the country. And all 48, these 48 states right now have some form of voter suppression for people of color. Now, not just black people, okay, but all any people of color right now. Now, we've been fighting, matter of fact, we were the minorities, and all of a sudden now, all these people have gotten their rights you know, protected, okay, but the blacks are still trying to get their water protection rights. Mm-hmm. And, we, and we were the first ones at the table asking for protection. They took it away from us, okay? Then, they, then, then okay, now we're trying to get it back, and they're trying to give it to us. Mm-hmm. And no one wanted to discuss in Congress. They don't want to discuss, you know, uh, you know John Lewis Act, which is voting, which is right now uh, the Texas, you know, just passed a bill that took away voting rights. And matter of fact, matter of fact, it was you know trying to find people or put people in jail, you know, for just you know sitting people in line, mainly because the people in Texas right now, that's a state there, okay, that's becoming more and more black, you know, every day, and more and more people come there, and so now they're fighting now. Try to you know, you know, you know, go against it. Well, what I don't understand, Rev. Scott here, these same people right now who, who are trying to do these things to the minorities, in 10 years now, they're going to be in the minority. Mm-hmm. And these same rules they put in there for us, okay, it kind of reminds me of uh, Esther's, Rev. You know about that? Yeah. You know, where this guy was built on this, this, uh, this, 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 these gallows, okay, to kill, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Yeah, Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai, Mordecai, Mordecai. And guess what? He's the one who got hanged on it. Yes, sir. Reap okay, what so you sow. Right. Reap what you <laughs> sow. So, so again, okay, and, and what we just said, the statistics from the census said that, that whites are now in the minority. And that's going to continue to grow. And even right now, as we have these Afghans coming in, now they're coming from, uh, uh, from a, a place where people of color there. So those are, those are people of color. That's the region they came from, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's going to change the population more so. Amen. One thing, one thing people are not aware of during the Trump administration, 
Uh, he reduced every year, every, every president has a certain number of immigrants that come into the country. Uh, when Obama was president, he had maybe a couple hundred thousand. You know, Bush had maybe 300 some thousand. Well, when uh, Trump became president, he, he reduced that to less than 25,000 people who come in a year. Now, that means you're trying to keep people, people, you know, uh, uh, we, are, we are a country of immigrants. That's what, they, what, what made our country. That's what made us great today. And that's why a lot of farmers and stuff uh, can't get the, the food to crop to the market because they cannot get help from the people across the border who came in on season visas, who work in the hotels. That's why your prices are going up. Mm-hmm. That's why some people can't get stuff. Well, those people are called worker bees. You know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> you know, and you got to have worker bees to survive. Mm-hmm. But again, okay, as, as we as, as, as we kind of move forward here, this past month, this past week, okay, uh, this time last weekend, uh, we, like most people, we were praying for the people down in Louisiana, uh, New Orleans, you know, there was, uh, the you know, Hurricane Ida was coming in their direction. Matter of fact, it hit the coast of maybe 150 mile hour winds, which is one of the highest, you know, yeah, we hit Yes, sir. Amen. Hey, hey, Ira, 
it was a song by the Welcome Travelers, and they said, "Tell me what you gonna do when the world on fire." Yes, sir. On the West Coast, okay, uh, this time of year, people will be flooding into Lake Tahoe. In California and East Lake, you know, South Lake Tahoe. Well, this is the time of year that people will be going there and they'll be leaving, leaving, leaving right now. The matter of fact, 22,000 residents in the Lake Tahoe region has been forced to leave their homes and their businesses. And now we have tens of thousands of tourists who we who, who we winding down their vacation right now, uh, you know, scaring to get back home. Mm-hmm. Now what they don't understand, okay, most of them came from the East Coast, so they got they gonna catch hell through the French trying to get home, and they're not sure where they're gonna come to get there. Amen. I mean, they're not sure. Matter of fact, the, the new mayor, uh, the, 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 the new governor uh, of New York, uh, Katie Hochul, H O L C U H U, and I don't want to mispronounce the name. And the New York City Mayor uh, uh, Bill DeVaglio said they were surprised by the strength of the storm. Which means they were unprepared. They didn't get nobody out, as a matter of fact, and they got caught, you know, flat-footed, celebrating the Labor weekend. And that means now, okay, they're trying to play catch-up. Mm-hmm. And if, if you've been in New York, uh, places like that on the East Coast, they move by uh, a light, light rail, you know, call it what you want to call it, that's what moves people around. So if the, if the subways are down, that's a, that, that's gonna create a whole lot of whole lot of economy losses for a whole lot of businesses. They open up on on, on, Monday, on Tuesday. Amen. By the way, we got to say this happened every day weekend to all people around the country, around the world, especially in this country. You know, we know uh, this is we have Labor Day parades, but here in St. Louis, we canceled ours. You know, I used to be in a, a lot of times for local IBW local, local number two. Uh, and most of us here, but uh, no, uh, unfortunately, you know, the pandemic hit, and so rather than taking a chance, it's kind of kind of get together. Uh, you know, our members, you know, the, 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 not just our members, but the, the, the organizers, the labor center, labor council side, they didn't want to put out work in harm's way. You know, you know, nothing, uh, Scott. A lot of our electrician people like that, those are self self employed contractors for the most part. A lot of marks. Yeah, know what I'm saying? So those are ones that been that employed at 8 million people, okay, are not being people going to let's start, we'll have another hardship. Because not that, you know, the work has increased for them, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? I will say that, and I will say this, though, and it's not a good thing to look at, but uh, understanding how, you know, the tree trimmers and people like that, you got to go, you got to go down uh, to New Orleans, and, you know, because there, all power is knocked out. I mean, and so, so 7,000, 700,000 people are without power. Now, we complain when we have an outage for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. You know, but these people, you know, uh, if you got your medicine refrigerated, if you just went to the supermarket, people just went shopping for the, you know, how, you know maybe we can't wear all that food to spoil. Amen. You know, that's if you can get back to your house. Mm-hmm. And then you have mold. Because this, you know, this was around 90 degrees every day down there. I uh, I used to work with uh, ServPro, which used to, which does restoration like yeah, that. Yeah, restoration, yeah, restoration, yes it does. And uh, we uh, we responded to Sandy, if you remember Sandy. Oh, very well. Oh, oh, 
Yes, and I saw I saw watermarks on uh, uh, basements that were eight feet high. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, it's it, I mean it gives a lot of work these disasters, but uh, but still you don't want no that type of work home. I guess. Well, that fact, you know, the family that you were going in their homes, they've been totally displaced because they can't go back in because of the mold. Hey, Ira. Yes, sir. I'd like to cry out to the Lord to help the people and get them right. You know, well, we, can, we can always use a good prayer, brother. That's by our heads. Heavenly Father, we know you know everything that's going on. It's nothing that you miss. You see all things. You sit high, looking low. And Heavenly Father, we know that you're watching out for us. In spite of all these things that are happening, he's still taking care of his people. Boy, that's a wonderful God. All these disasters and everything going on, but God is still on the throne, and he's going to take care of us. Keep the faith. Everybody keep the faith and trust in God and get born again by believing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ before it's ever too late. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. Well, Rev, you know, uh, I believe it's, it's called prayers up, blessings down. And you got to set some prayers up, and the Bible tells you, if you don't ask, you don't receive. Amen. I mean, and, and like I said, that is in the Bible. People don't think it's us speaking. If you don't pray for if you don't see, and the only way you can ask for something for God, you got to pray. Amen. So, Communication yeah. with God. Lamb don't be busy. <laughs> it don't be busy. <laughs> no, sir. It is never busy because when, when you call, he call, okay? You know, you call him, he's grand, but he's not going to call you, okay, unless you call him. Amen. And then that's the thing that people say, well, I'm just waiting, waiting, on, waiting, on, waiting on God to do something. Well, what did you ask God for? And right now, we ask him, God, to protect all these people right now. We talk about right now. Amen. The fires. You know, we're talking about, now we're talking about the flooding, and, and now we're talking about the heat and the sickness. And keep in mind, this is in the middle of a pandemic. Amen. This is in the middle of a pandemic. You know, a lot of people right now are still trying to get vaccinated. You know, and, you know, and, and, and now they got to change that into a rescue mission now for people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is a serious rescue mission here. Amen. Because I don't know people where, okay, but in the South, and now in the East, and now in the Midwest, we all in the same boat. Amen. I mean, we all in the same boat, and that Scott was saying, restoration is something that's going to come later on. But right now, people, like, like you look, you look in New, on, the, on the East Coast, New Jersey, and different places up there in New York, they have water now still sitting in their yards in their streets. And of course you see sitting there, they all, oh by the way, please, 
If you're about to buy a new car, a used car, okay, please be aware of a car that had that had rain that had flood damage. Because you got a lot of cars that be hitting the market, okay, that have been damaged in these storms. Amen. If you buy one of those cars, okay, you know, make sure you look at the title, look at the inside of the car, and make sure they haven't been flooded. Because those cars are going to be sold to somebody. Mm -hmm. It's also good to get a mechanical uh, uh, viewpoint. Yes, explain it to us, Scott, so people know what they're looking for. Before you go buy a car, uh, you get a mechanic to take a look at the uh, at the springs, at the uh, at the engine, make sure that it doesn't have any rust or uh, uh, residue on there, so that you can know that it ha doesn't have the, the flood damage in the first place. Uh, also, they have this uh, a service called Carfax that uh, gives you a maintenance history. At least it, the the only thing it doesn't do is, is tell you uh, uh, maintenance that uh, that the person does himself. So, uh -huh. uh, so it's a good idea to get a mechanical report on your car. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because rotating will tell you as is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which means there is no warranty. And they say, wow, these prices are real low. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, they're going to make sure you get off the lot. Yeah. Remember when I was in, in, was in college, you know, I went by the car, and I didn't know what I, what I was doing. <laughs> and I paid three dollars for it, and it was a thing called as is. But I didn't know what that meant, okay, until I drove off the lot. In a couple of days, it started raining. Guess what? The windshield wipers didn't work. And I went back to gas and thought, see right here, that mean as is. I said, oh, okay. So that was a boss lesson right there. Amen. So we're trying to tell you, don't, don't, don't get a boss lesson right now. Okay? Because we are telling you this is not a good idea. So, so again, we just kind of, kind of update you, you know, these are things that come out, out, out of, that's going, that's going to take place out of, the, out of this flood waters. Because a lot of cars, a lot of cars, you're going to see on TV that are flooded. And plus the ones in their garages, they're flooded. They can't get those out. So, Scott, when you're doing the restoration, though, what was the, one of the main problems people had to deal with? Uh, one of the bigger ones was mold, but then there was fire and, uh, and basement flooding and things like that. Mm. Yes, anyway, well, I tell you what, guys, uh, we're waiting for our guest to call. We're going to take a small break. This is the Ferguson USA, HotTalkNews.com. My name is Al Foster, that's Scott Desrib. Lots of tools, everybody, Jimmy Hoffman, take it away, Scott. Take it out of here.
to, to Missouri by Jim O'Connor. It's only rainy. Jerry, that's only here in St. Louis. But I guess there's a song that says, it's rain all over the world. It's about, about George. I don't know who sung that song. But uh, our present guest right now, we're going to go over a lot of things that we still got to go over, okay? But uh, Mr. M.C. Richardson uh, is the host of Yes, Who's Coming to Kansas City. He's been, the show been around over 37 years. And he's now on Friggles and USC Hot Talk Radio.com. Every Saturday at 5 p.m. to 6. He has one of the best shows going in the country. And also, he's a friend of mine. He's also a friend of our station. Also, he's part of the family. MC, how you doing, sir? Well, I'm doing all right. Everything's kind of running late, except for in St. Louis and Ferguson. Well, now, we try to, our train try to roll on time. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, the... <laughs> Go ahead. What's been on my mind uh, several times are two topics. The COVID-19, which here locally on the 11th and October, the 11th of September and October the 2nd, they'll be having a open type deal for people to get their shots who haven't gotten their shots before. That is one of the things that is killing us as people of color. The other thing is not registering the vote and following up on the John Lewis voting. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. And those are some things that are really on my mind that I think we should really cover and talk about. When I say killing us, not only not getting a shot could be something to kill us, but not voting, and based on the tremendous demographics we got, we're not taking advantage of it. And I haven't heard that much information on the John Lewis voting. We've got more people trying to get people off the voting uh, ranks than all kind of thing controlled by a legislature that is basically Republican because they look at the demographic and they say if we allow too many of them to vote, just like for a Washington, D.C., that could be some more elected officials if we could get that uh, passed. But we got to get our people, a lot of time our people, that's our people, black folks and whatever, people of color, and also uh, Caucasians that are disadvantaged they're in the same boat that we are. So collectively, we can do all of that to either put a dent in or the removal of uh, racism, white supremacists, uh, and we can go ahead, hate crimes, and you name it. You know, MC, uh, you, know, you know, first of all, uh, the joint, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the Lewis, uh, John Lewis Voting Act. See, keeping out of where all type of people have come along. The minorities used to be blacks. So right now, the lesbians are getting, are getting their rights. Hispanics are getting their rights. Women are getting their rights. And blacks was the first one at the table trying to get, get our rights. And while we were doing that, the Supreme Court was taking away our rights. And so now, for us to be able to uh, even exist, for the most part, politically speaking, uh, and I'm able to vote, you know, and voting is one that will be an equal opportunity for all of our people. And now, blacks, especially right now, uh, being, being, being slighted, being disrespected, and like you just said, you know, in Missouri alone, black people are not the majority in our state. Right now, as we see, we have 275,000 people who are, you know, uh, low income, so to speak, uh, you know, and they, and they have their rights taken away from them by Republicans in our state, the governor and the legislature, and they can't get benefits. 
And that's something that's, 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 that's just not a joke, okay? It's a fact of life. Mm-hmm. And no one, and, 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 and like I said, and not only that, you see, you know, what you bring up there, you know, uh, people don't talk about this a lot, but the state, I call it the state, but Washington, D.C., has a larger population than most states do. I mean, they have to be almost mostly black, okay, but they should, they deserve statehood. And if people understood it most of them before, they saw what happened during this uh, January 6th uh, riot of the terrorist attack on the Capitol. Well, that was right in their, in, in their, in their city, and they could not even, even call up the National Guard their own cell. They had to wait somebody to do it for them. But when the mayor would become the governor, they need stuff like this taking place. And those two states would be very important right now to get this John Lewis Act and George Floyd and, uh, uh, Race Act Passed out, so am I right? That is correct, and a lot of time we and we talk about religion. We said the separation of uh, state and uh, religious uh, community, but on the same token, some people believe falsely believe that they don't have to register to vote. They don't have to get their shots because they figure the Lord will take care of them. The Lord provides the opportunity. But we have to get off our rusty downs, where we want to say, we got to do something. And this uh, education, a lot of times, don't have nothing to do with it because we have people who got so much academia, they don't know what's right, they don't know what's white, they don't know what's black. All they know is that, and everybody's out to get the dollar buck, if I'm saying that correctly. I had a guy told me that he had to support, support his kids that's why he got to uh, pick me up late. And I said, I got kids too. But they use that, we're doing it for the kids to benefit themselves. But you know, you know, but you know something, uh, MC, you know, and uh, Rock Scott, you know, and uh, you and Rev and Tash have in here. When you and I raised our kids, MC, you know, and I know I can speak for you and I, you know, I think Papa Rev, Boston, Papa Scott. Our kids, when they become 21, 18 years old, okay, they were taught how to become self-supported. But most times, people take care of their kids, and they're 40, 50 years old, and they just stay at home. Well, you know, uh, speaking of that, we're talking about uh, the village, raised kids, we said we should do that. But I preach uh, education. I'm very fortunate to have all my kids. What I would do, if you want to say a name of a bookstore, uh, I got, Everything I got from them, birthday, Christmas, Happy New Year, Halloween, Easter, was books, educational-type books. And been very blessed, and most of them are very fortunate. Like, I got a great-grandson, got him in that famous school of Lincoln High School at Lincoln College Prep now, and he got a scholarship. They playing the day, unfortunately, I can't reach Arkansas on my TV, but he got a $200,000 scholarship. Because he was able to keep a 3.5 or better. Austin was a football star. In a matter of fact, you know, he was in other sports. But Arkansas, that, you know, you know, you know, recruited him. And like MC said, that's paying for his books. But most of all, he gets a good education from a major university. That's number one. And he, and he has a grade to support that. That's number two. Right, MC? And number three, they love Arkansas and don't want to go back to the state. <laughs> they can't 
Catholic first education. Uh, Arkansas would treat them like king. Even their, uh, I have a granddaughter whose son is on a scholarship in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They print rice a day, I believe. But they take care of the parents and everything. And Arkansas has ranked very high in baseball, football, basketball, and hopefully education. Well, as you let's say this first, uh, uh, they are part of the SEC. Uh, yeah, SEC. Okay, and so is Mizzou. But we don't see, see Mizzou doing the same thing for, for the black athletes coming from, from St. Louis and Kansas City. Now, well, we wanna, you want to talk about uh, St. Louis. Uh, he, he didn't do that well last year, but the star running back for the Dallas Cowboys is from St. Louis. St. Louis, like I recall the days of Jojo White and all the people and entertainers. St. Louis has been a very productive uh, state for people. Well, it, well, let me say, you know, see about St. Louis, our fair great city. Most of those people you knew, uh, let's talk about Jojo White, okay? Uh, Jojo White uh, played with McKinney High School here in St. Louis, went on to be a uh, great, great Boston Celtic you know, guard, won about eight championships with, with Bill Russell, if I want to say. But in St. Louis, very few people knew about Jojo White. I mean, the people that come from here, they leave, and most times they don't come back. You know, as a matter of fact, um, when, they, when they come back, or people say, who are you? And, and, doing, and during their, their playing days, most people in St. Louis, when they're in high school, you know what I'm saying, first thing they're trying to do is get out out the city. When I get out of high school, I'm moving, I'm moving out the city. I'm, I'm a right guy. I'm a right, I'm right rear. Moving out the city? Yeah, people, the, the kids in high school really want to get out the city because of all the crime stuff is going. They want to go to something better. Yeah. You know, and they, and most of them do okay and, 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 and don't want to come back now. You and I were talking just the other day about a, a person did an all-about horse. We all football fans. Uh, the quarterback, I said the great young quarterback, he got, got, got in Kansas City there. Uh, who yeah, came, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah Patrick Mahomes, who uh, plays next year already. But having said that, he got a contract for over half a billion dollars. A half a billion dollars. But what he's done... More than I know of any professional athlete in the city that he lives in. He tells them things he's done in Kansas City, I'm saying. What he's done, he's, he's created just that name. He's brought different things here. And whereas they signed him to half a billion, but he has taken some of that money, allowed them to take some of that money to bring or keep other stars well, who wouldn't they didn't have enough money well they said they didn't have a the reach of uh, salary cap but to make it possible you know by him being as no, and he's number one as a top 100 i learned yesterday yeah. but what they do is he is so well like here that people whatever he does he does it like you said for the community another person who helped my old famous school lincoln college prep was Harris that played for the Miami Dolphins. So they, some people do contribute, but not as much as what's happening today. Like another great person, not from Kansas City, was, uh, was born, most of them in Alabama, like Leroy Satchel Page. And what they're doing for him is not only his home, which is located 2626 East 28th Street in Kansas City, Missouri, the, uh, the state provided uh, 
a half a million for him to make his old home into a museum. And I understand his daughter, Linda Page, that she's been able to come up with $6 million. And that's an improvement on that neighborhood. Because at one time here in Kansas City, allegedly, black folks could not live past 27th Street or 28th Street. But then they had Gertrude Keith and they had the Shelby brand. We lost Brother Benny Shelby last week. They lived out on 54th Street east of uh, Prospect Avenue. So a lot of times, like you said, a lot of people, we don't know the different people and what they've done of all the achievement. We hear about when they get great, but a lot of them don't come back to help their city, try to move out. I know the people down in Oklahoma, once they graduate, they move to Wichita, uh, Wichita Falls, they move to uh, uh, St. Louis, they move, St. Louis has been, sometimes we can't distinguish between St. Louis and East St. Louis, one is Illinois and one is the state of Missouri, but both of them have redu- produced outstanding athletes and people of color. Well, I will say, when you think about uh, uh, Jackie Joanna Corn-Kersey, uh, she still uh, is, a, is a recognized in the community, at the community center. Her and her husband do all type of stuff on a year-round basis for the community. You know, I mean, I, I do mean that she's here, especially during the pandemic, and right now she's one of the driving forces that's keeping East St. Louis afloat and come down to, you know, programs that she's going through her Jackie Joanna Kersey Center. You know, and, and, and do that, she's raising money, you know, for, for the schools there. And I think I think the football team, again, is uh, one of the top-ranked teams in the country, normally number one in, in Illinois. But they have another great team again this year. You know, another thing, you see, you know, that, that you touched on briefly was the, uh, the, the, about, the about the pandemic, okay, and how how now uh, you got a lot, a lot of people uh, I mentioned earlier on in the program that there's a, a number one uh, uh, Christian artist in, in, uh, has a number one album, but he's out against the uh, people getting vaccinated. He's a young man. But see, depending on what state they're coming from, people are dying and people being, are being influenced by what they hear and by the people who, who are most times they vaccinate their own self, they're going to tell their problems there. Because uh, they can, uh, some realm, you said earlier on, if people create chaos and tell lies and stuff, people get behind them right away, they want to support them. And a lot of people right now, even down in Florida, the governor down there, he's been vaccinated. Uh, the governor out in, out in, uh, in Tennessee, I'm out in, uh, in Texas, okay, he, he caught the COVID, he got vaccinated and got excellent treatment the way I can get. But they still want to fight, spend our money to fight against parents, you know, in the schools in the district. To put, to put masks on our kids. Now, MTU is a former educator. Let me ask you this question. With, you know, as a, as a former educator, when the kids go to school, they don't mind having face masks, so I don't get to have any kids say, I don't want to wear a face mask. It's, it's the parents saying this all the time. What, what, what are you in Kansas City? Well, you know, uh, we're like uh, Forrest Gump. Stupid is, uh, like stupid does. And a lot of people just don't understand. But then people die off left to the right, to the uh, left, center, north, north, south, or what have you. And things are happening, especially in our great state of Missouri. We are leading, and a lot of these people that are catching these uh, COVID-19, 
And then the other shots, not only people not getting that, but also people now lining people up to get their flu shots. Because we have all types of different diseases, and what, how they originate, I don't know. But you hear different things. Some of them says, man, it's, uh, they happen because of man. Uh, just like what we had back that were people who up excellent they say like you guys perform a present in like you guys I couldn't call his name Trump Donald J. Trump but he got his vessel they knew about this epidemic long before it reached here in America uh but they kept it away from everybody, but they made sure they was taken care of. Like the Walter Reed um, Hospital up in D.C. Uh, they take care of themselves. And a lot of people say the politicians or the Republican or the elephants, that's what they got, the Democrats or donkeys. But anyway, those people of the upper, the upper echelons, we might say, they know what to do and how to do it, but most of them are just interested in now. There are a few that care about the community. And a lot of times, the ones that do care, they don't get support from the other people. Well, you know, and that is uh, oh, crying shame. And yep. I don't know what we can do. We can keep on, like, with your show, my show, and other shows, trying to add on more shows. And, well, is Scott with us? Scott yeah. is here. Okay, Scott, I want you to repeat uh, again at five. Uh, what countries or what cities do our show reach through well, we, uh, podcasting? We are all over the world. I've, uh, I've seen reports that we are in uh, Brazil, uh, in uh, Europe. We're in uh, uh, all of the United States, especially, uh, especially, uh, what you call us, uh, uh, Missouri. Uh, but we are all over the place. And, you know, also, also, see, you know, that's the stuff you raised. But before we change the subject, though, you come about Missouri. In Missouri, Iron County, San Francisco County, St. Unity County, and Washington County are the latest hotspot with COVID-19. And those, you know, those right now are counties that surround, you know, our major cities. And people, one thing in, this, in, in, in our state, okay, MC, you know, there's people go to Kansas City Royal football, I mean, baseball games, uh, Kansas City football games. And these people come from the rural, and also the corner games, they come from the rural areas, and they, and they, and they become super spreaders. Am I right? Right. Now, also, MC, uh, Scott told me this week, okay, that I mean, this program that we listen to right now, first, uh, Hot Talk not not to do about human commerce, that we have to download this program. You said maybe that's Mr. Bryant's uh, No, no, has, has your dog had his shot yet? Uh, he got all his shots, okay, but, uh, <laughs> but he took the mail truck across the street. I guess he's shouting about it, huh? <laughs> yeah, he took uh, uh, the mailman, the mail truck, okay. Well, when we see UPS, the mail truck, a FedEx, he know them all. Uh, he, he, he said, okay, that's okay, dude. He <laughs> let everybody know. But well, yes, he does have his shots, and now I'm talking back to him. You get on the radio, but <laughs> <laughs> but you see, uh, we were saying that we're broadcasting. You know, as Scott told me, uh, we are in how many? 
that's us where we at with with Lexus Blue Max Human Converse. All right. Um, well, let's see here. I'm looking at the analytics right now. We have uh, people in Wichita, Kansas, St. Louis, uh, San Jose, somewhere in Oregon. Let's see here if I can find out. Boardman, Oregon. Uh, let's see here. And outside the country, we have uh, Colombia, Hawaii, which is not really outside the country. We have the United Kingdom, we have Germany and Spain. So we're like, again, we're pretty much all over the world. And for uh, Ferguson or for the Black Chamber of Commerce, we've had 466 downloads just on uh, rss.com alone. And also, by the way, uh, Chuck DeVoe would not be joining us today because he's in Costa Rica right now on, on a mission with the chamber there because one of the things that uh, is people know that Chuck travels the world and right now, uh, you know, since we just, you know, uh, you know still mourning our you know, beloved leader, uh, Kate DeVoe, which was you know, Kate, uh, uh, Alpha, which is Chuck's sister, uh, that he's still going about to work now because people in these countries called us, okay, but to the National Chamber of Commerce to come there to help them develop, you know, black businesses, uh, uh, resources that we can share with them in their countries, and Amen. also how we, can, uh, how we can also help them, and how we can reciprocate from them, okay, to bring stuff to our country. And that's one of the things that we've been fortunate enough to do. Uh, you know, see, we talk about this all the time, with you all the time, that we, uh, Chuck has developed our member, GeneMarketplace.com, which has become a, a rousing success from where we started, whereas we this was created by the National Chamber of Commerce. Uh, a lot of our members uh, were devastated by the pandemic. You know, for those who did survive, and even now after this last go round, you know, these benefits are being cut for you know, for the self-employed. That's, that's more devastating because that's think, most of the black businesses. You know, they're owning some self who about to lose some more benefits. And so, uh, as, as our uh, American Dream Marketplace has done, there are grants for people out there. Uh, there are a lot of major corporations, most of them white, who are writing what uh, I call your checks because, uh, MC, we talked about this always about uh, the, the critical race theory, and I want to teach black history in our schools. Uh, and not just in our schools, it, it had that discussion, by fact, down in uh, uh, Texas. This, this blew my mind. During the debate, okay, you know, in, in, the, in the House of the Senate there, they bore the, the word racism to be used in, in the discussion, on, in the debate of the Do you see that, MC? Uh, you know, when you, when you speak of, uh, about that, I was just, if we could kind of, uh, we talk about education mm-hmm. and teaching black history. Mm-hmm. They call it African studies now. But a lot of people in the South, I know my aunts and things from the South, they learned Negro history way back when. Even here at the Lincoln, all these high schools around here, like Sumner, Lincoln High School, they had junior colleges because they prepared the people to how to survive. Even a lot of them, they taught them how to play sports so they could graduate not only from that college, but step into the... Uh, and a lot of times the people uh, didn't allow them, just like in the construction union, 
Uh, I, I went to a school called R.T. Coles. It was a trade school. And once the people got their high school diplomas, a electrical, a tailing, brick mason, uh, carpentry, they couldn't get in the unions. Well, other nationalities could. We broke that barrier, I hope, because I work very closely with the people in that. But I want to kind of... Talk about Alicia, talk about them, talk about them. I'm very proud of what she's doing with you in Kansas there. Well, a young lady that, uh, she's a, a German cement finisher, and she just turned 60 last week, but her father was a cement mason, and she became a cement mason. She is the first woman to head up the greater Kansas City building and construction trades council and she is very heavily influenced to work with minorities and women to get them in that and where the Kansas City plan was the concept uh, from the Philadelphia plan but our our concept was 14 counties in Missouri and Kansas and Philadelphia just had the Philadelphia and under Art Fletcher who was an all-American football player at Washburn University in uh, Topeka he was then in the Nixon uh, cabinet, not the cabinet, but a part of the Nixon team, I would say. And they had more top blacks uh, in that uh, particular who headed up a lot of jobs. A lot of people probably never realized. With the MC, also, that's why the NASDAQ came a conversation. Yeah, I just start from that work with Mr. Fletcher. Because we have some awards named like him in our Illinois Chamber that uh, a lot of things in council, like you just said, a lot of blacks understand how to do business and how to use the system to, to their advantage. Well, they taught that in high school and the colleges were that once the people got their degrees, they could step right into the workforce. That was the idea. That's true. But I wanted to just kind of put this plug in that's tomorrow they're going to have the Hall of Fame black college game between Tennessee State and Grambling. That's right. going to be played tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not aware, Tennessee State and the both uh, black HBCUs, uh, Grambling, for years and years and years and years, was the top black school. You know, when they had the late uh, Eddie Robinson was uh, was the coach down there, and people know this. MC, I was talking to some people. Uh, who still go down to Grambling, and Grambling had this brand new city. They were a big university, big, based on big college, okay? But they go down to Grambling, found out Grambling is small, a little small town. They don't have a, have, a, have a, like a real major hotel in town, period. And it's still like, you know, not what you think it is, it's still a, a, a rural, no, no real college. Mm-hmm. But it's still doing great things. Well, you got a lot of people to push us like, with the black university, a historical black college that you attended, or went to, mm-hmm. I won't say just attend, graduated from. No, I didn't graduate, but I attended, no, no, I didn't, I did Wilfork Wilford University, I didn't attend, I attended okay, and I was there for a while, and uh, there was a lot of things going on in the, in the late 60s, and it was very, very radical, and radical, I leave it right there. And myself and some students, we kind of moved on, you know, uh, you know, uh, in there they burned down our student union, and that's where the students were to congregate at. You know, and we were meeting in trailers. Well, know? let me ask you why the world listened to you. Were you considered one of the radicals? 
Well, now, if you view that, okay, when I got on campus, uh, I was, I guess it's there, because I, I, I had a, a dashiki when I, when, I, when, I went on camp, when I went to school, and I was the only person on the campus that had a dashiki. And, a, and wore a natural. Yeah, I had an afro, too. You had an afro, too? Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that, Scott? I'm wearing a dashiki <laughs> right now. With a natural and a dashiki. I'm wearing yeah. dashiki right now. Yes, Scott got over right now. <laughs> well, I don't have the afro. I got to say, I don't have the afro. But, uh, but, uh, but now, when I was there, you know, uh, I thought I was one of the comments, but uh, and most of the people there, okay, kind of came from the from the East Coast, and 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 we gathered as union had already been burned down. And the thing that really bothered me, MC, is you know, those holidays we travel on the weekend. And we got back, we had one young man that came from Germany and he had a wrestling scholarship. And we got a very nice young man, but they, not said they, the students, people there ran him off campus. They packed his bags for him and put him on the bus stop to go back home. And because they didn't want no whites on campus. Well, that didn't sit well with me, I'm at all. And so that was something that put my mother got sick around that time. So I came home and I was going to go back and I didn't go back. And as I reflect on my life now, I'm glad I didn't go back. I did have a good experience with, you know, being a part of, you know, uh, a black college there, you know, understanding how we think. And, and what he, MC, he talked about, I was raised in the South where we, we, we went to black school with black teachers that taught us about our people and what we were doing. We didn't have black history, okay? We just taught history, okay, where that included us. Well, let me ask you, what were some of the major... Uh subjects that was taught by the teachers, not only high school, but also in historical black colleges and colleges in general? Well, first of all, it's about, it's about who you are as a person, you know, that you are somebody, you know what I mean, you know, and then put, you know, self, you know, respecting yourself, yep, then you can respect other people. I mean, yep. and then that's, that's the first thing that, 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 that we were taught. And then the second part was that uh, uh, we, we were taught that where you set your mind to do, you can do it. And also they taught us about, you know, being, being very prayerful, okay, because we always talk about school every morning with prayer every day. And we said the American, you know, American religion, you know, no you know, to the flag and stuff, you know. But we also we were taught uh, about what other blacks had done and shown uh, that was not always reflected. And now keep in mind, okay, most of our history books, uh, most of our, you know, our books, I should say, you know, that we received, they, they had a lot of, you know, uh, things that Mississippi students, we had hand-me-down books from, from the white schools, but our teacher went beyond that to go out and get us information. Matter of fact, we all uh, were taught how to write plays in grade school, how to produce plays in grade school, and have uh, us uh, demonstrate uh, uh, a play having black actors, okay, playing the white actors in our plays and stuff, and, 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 and ensure that, you know, we also honored our black businesses that were in our community. Was not there, I mean, only a couple of those. So, I mean, so it was a matter, okay, uh, and also that time, we were, our school was very close with our churches also. I mean, they didn't fight against each other. There was no competition, okay? Everybody came together, and like you said, the community, uh, all parts of the city came together, and I grew up in Bishop, Mississippi there, and there were different parts of the community where we all came together at, at the black high school. It was back entire high school there. It was named after a black man, by the way. And so it was a place that 
we honored our blacks, you know, especially our seniors, and we respect our seniors also. Let me ask you this. What role, I know he had a lot of success, they say, in, in Russia, did uh, Paul Robeson have in, in St. Louis, Missouri, and the other cities that you are cognizant of? Well, well, Paul Robeson, you know, uh, became very famous for his voice, okay? Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know what I mean? But, uh, but uh, uh, his voice, yes. But he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant uh, young man, businessman, and an athlete and stuff. Uh, and um, like most times, he didn't get all of his credits that was due until later on in life, okay? Well, he was almost dead for, for the most part. But, uh, but uh, he helped a lot of people. He helped his community. And like I said, he never got where he came from. You know, and that's a positive thing that you can say the most about a person like, like that, you know. And that's something that we got to teach our kids now, which, like, you talk about, uh, like, uh, 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 you know, the quarterback that we got in Kansas, you know, that we have in Kansas City, but he also came from Texas himself. You know, him and his fiance did, you know, and I'm quite right. He did one thing back there, okay, because his family raised him, okay, how to respect his, his you know, his, his, uh, his family members, his uh -huh. in his community, and you can see that that's what he's doing, or that's the way he was raised. See, if you raise a person to do in a certain, such a way, like you, myself, Scott, Rev, all of us, so our parents raised us a certain way, that we all give us back to the community. We all were fortunate to have something in life, you know, that we could share with somebody. You know, I was very blessed to have a mother and father in the same house, okay? Amen. A lot of people, uh, they divorce early or they have mama's baby and daddy maybe and all that. Yep. <laughs> but I was very blessed to have a mother and father in the same household. Me too. Yeah, well, I can't say the same myself, okay, but I did have an uncle and an auntie who raised me. And then later on, I came to say that I had my, my mother remarried. I had a father in the house and, uh, and, and my mother. And we were talking together, together, you know, had to go to dinner, you know, well, when I could, because I paid for sports. So when I got home, I normally got the left, leftovers. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, on the weekend, we always would sit down together on Sundays and have dinner together, you know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, that's something I still do today right now. My wife and Mr. Bowles, we have, as, as a real material, we have dinner. We have our desserts together, right, real? Amen. You know, and well, Reb and uh, Scott, have you ever had any of uh, uh, Mrs. Uh, <laughs> I have had a wonderful uh, sweet, sweet potato, potato pie. pie. <laughs> she, she makes an awesome sweet potato pie. Yes, did they have had Miss Karen folks, Karen Drayton folks, two little pies? So they have all taste of her of pastries. And they gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs>
great crime is saying I hate somebody. I mean, uh, the, the, the just kind of look the way you look, okay? I don't like you. Well, that's not how, 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 you know, how God raised us, you know? No. When we, when, we, when we were put on earth, okay, we were, we were one people. You know, then, then all of a sudden, you know, people nowadays have become even more divided because one thing that I just said, uh, social media is, 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 has different effects on different people because most people uh, want to get what they want to get and take what they want to part, they want to use, and you can use it against somebody else. And that's not right. You know, you, you mentioned social media, and that has a great impact. Uh, does that really compare with, I heard it through the grapevine? <laughs> well, no, well, no, no. It, it's more powerful than the great band. Because <laughs> <laughs> the great band, okay, you can normally trace the vacuum, you hit me on the and you know, it's yourself. On the great band, you can normally trace that, 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 that line back to somebody. <laughs> but, on social, but on social media, you can't trace it to nobody. And matter of fact, it's disaster, you can't be, you can't be traced. And therein lies where people, you know, who hate people, they can go online and say, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. And if that's one of these, I don't have my voice on my telephone. Uh, people call you and leave you a nasty message and really speak to your face, but they're saying on the tape, you know, they ain't got to face you. Hey, you know, uh, 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 people with, with a narrow mind is wise at times. But that narrow mind should be broad mind at the time it's doing things to be workers together. Not just a singular point because everybody gets variety in things. So you learn how to deal with all the variety and then you we can all make it and stir up in the in the pot together. Yeah, remember, see, that's in the ideal world where people want to get along. But see, nowadays, people are planting more seeds, seed, okay, of distrust about what goes on. Like even now, on this, on this, with this, with this vaccine for this, uh, uh, for the COVID nineteen or the coronavirus in general, people right now who are very young, who are giving their opinions, okay, in affecting millions of people. And just because it's there, and now when they, now they get sick, okay, they're the first one to say, hey, I should have got a shot. Right. <laughs> I should have got that shot, you know what I mean? And, and matter of fact, uh, I was on TV recently, a man here in St. Louis, his daughter, uh, his son, he was, you know, was on life support and all that support. And, he, and I was disappointed, he said, I just had to get my second vaccination. Well, you know, his, his son is almost, almost dying here. And he's feeling, feeling guilty. Because now he said, I, I could have prevented this. And that's the thing that, you know, that uh, the social media, uh, this, the, the, this world we live in, we have the options that we should utilize to help each other. But unfortunately, we do, we do exactly the opposite. But you know who has a, a great impact, I know, in in college, high school, they taught the people home economics so they could survive and uh, feed their family. But the people that touch more heads than you and I and uh, Rev and Scott 
are the cosmetologists. And they could be a, a, dr a driving force on getting people out to vote, getting them registered. It's just like when I said cosmetologists, that includes the barbers too. Uh, they have a great impact. I know they used to here in Kansas City, now they're trying to revamp themselves, and I would think the same thing about the people in St. Louis, too. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, you know, uh, uh, MC, funny you say that, Real and I met in the barbershop, and that's how that's how we met, because I've been going to the same barbershop since I was 19. You know, when they came back. Man, that's been a long time. Yes, he is. <laughs> is he the one that took off the afro? Is he the one that took off your ever wire? Every, every 
every weekend at 6 o'clock. And his family was on Bonner uh, uh, Hair Products. And they used to have a convention down in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. They used to have a convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Where most black business owners would go down there and learn the latest techniques and also how to, how to get along with their customers. And they learned that how to deal with the black community. And they still have a strong bond right here if you speak today. Now, also, MC, I have to say this too, okay? Here in St. Louis, uh, we talk about, about the jobless claims, you know, not you know, uh, benefits, you know, but not claims. I mean, the people that uh, apply for jobs, where here in St. Louis, uh, we got uh, our transit authority, which is the metro bus system and stuff. They offer $2,000 bonuses for electricians, uh, mechanics, and also for drivers. You know, uh, and and I know in Kansas City they have the same thing. People have uh, have one signs out there, but as you know, you see a lot of people through the pandemic they kind of reevaluate themselves and feel they're worth more than people want to pay. Am I right? Mm-hmm. So, so what's going on in Kansas City along those lines? I repeat what you just said. I got to make sure uh, me and the Reverend and Scott heard. <laughs> well, about to sneeze. Okay, I was saying, so I said, right now. Job openings are all over the place, and people are right now reevaluating their value before you take a low-paying job. Well, you know, there's so many opportunities for in the job market that a lot of people you don't have enough people to to fill that. And they said one that really played a, uh, a discouraging type deal when they provided all the money for unemployment, and a lot of people making more on unemployment than if they had a job or went back to their particular job. But they've got so many job vacancies that they always advertising, but not enough people to fill it. It's just like, I ride with Sherfair, and the guy, they, what they do, they'll come by and they'll sit outside your house, and if you don't go out in five minutes, they say you're a no-show. And then I had another person said that, even though he was driving one of their vans, he said he was an independent operator. And he said, he had, everybody uses an excuse, I got to feed my kids, like he's the only one that got kids, okay? But the other thing he said, well, it's not enough money. I, I don't make no money, but he's driving one of the company vacants, okay? And, and then he said, well, people need the tips. Give me a break. But the people in that hospitality industry, industry just in Vegas and whatever, they t- a lot of them live off of tips. Well, right now, MC, you know, my wife just got back from down in Dallas with some grizzly down there. And for them, to, uh, because a shuttle to the, for the, to the hotel from the airport was $45 each way. Okay, now, but, but when they got there, they could get, 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 get four or five people in the cab together, okay, and share the price. But having said that, in most hotels nowadays, there was a time that, that, that you would give a person a tip, okay, but now restaurants, you go to now, they have to put a tip automatically into your bill. Yeah. Whether you ask, when you tip, when you tip them or not, and and that take my word for it, I, 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 these people make real little money and they deserve all they can get. Well, speaking of tips, I remember when I was the so-called manager of a bar, <laughs> uh, what they call it, um, an eating oh, place, manager. that the people would tell the people to put their tips in a jar, and they would try to make them pay taxes on it. That didn't work. But a lot of people, like I said, some people that come automatically, somebody gonna tip them. 
Other people can beg all they want to, won't get a dime. Yeah, well, see, the nice people, okay, and that's what, see, that's where tipping, tipping came from. Yeah, I'm going to treat you right. Your service is good, okay? I'm going to answer all your questions. Are you satisfied? And some people go there, throw the menu on the table. Are you ready yet? Then they order the key. You got to wait for it. You got to get mad before you get your food. Well, I never could enjoy my food when I was mad. Okay, so I'm going to waste my money. And then you don't want to tip. So again, a tip comes when, you, when, you, when you're treating somebody well, giving them a service with your best fact, When you go to a restaurant, you expect to serve. I tell people, if you have a bad day, stay home. That would be good, except the uh, servers, the uh, uh, bar and restaurant owners are allowed to pay servers half of what, uh, uh, half of the living wage or half of the minimum wage. Right, right. $3 right now, I think. Three and a half dollars. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, a lot of people have cards that tell you how much you should tip uh, for services. Now, let me, another thing, we talk about back in Harlem, they normally use Harlem, but uh, my old man, Arissa, do you guys, have you ever heard of policy? Mm-hmm. Well, I know you have, uh, Howard. <laughs> and the policy went to, was a lottery is today. People play policy or they picked out a number and one time my father when we in Kansas City he went outside and brought in a whole paper sack full of money. Now what if somebody else would have been in that apartment and ripped off that bag of money? He'd been hot. But <laughs> see in those days one thing we was find out a way was how to matter of fact you're talking about Harlem okay what they would do there in a apartment building, some of them had on their they have a rent card. Mm-hmm. You know, to do a fine way to help each other. You know, right. And, and, and that was, a, I mean, that's the thing that, that in our country nowadays, everyone wanted to watch what the rich people are doing and what be like them. Well, right now, you know, uh, people hearing about this uh, Virgin, uh, you know, uh, airlines are now trying to get people to pay $450,000 to go into space for about four or five minutes. Now, people right now trying, like you said, trying to get a, get a share ride for a driver to be on time, <laughs> okay? Well, some people trying to pay four hundred thousand dollars because in this pandemic, we have created billionaires have become richer and richer and richer. But people have lost their homes and stuff. And right now, you see, I, I have put this in for the time we got left here. The eviction moratorium has now been been, you know, been overridden. And, uh, and, 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 and now people about are being convicted from their homes and what have you. And this is in the middle of, a, uh, of this storm we got going through the country right now. This is the Ida started out down in, you know, in Louisiana. It's now all the way up in New York, and flooding people, people you know, losing their homes and stuff. So now, as we go through this, uh, and, and you're, about to, you're about to be evicted from your house, okay, this will make matters even more chaotic, am I right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, how can I get a, if I want to see you something, how can I get to you when your house or whatever has been destroyed? True. And that's why I say... Oh, speaking of that, you, I'm going to have to announce that too. What yeah. they're doing where I live at, uh, Central, uh, the ghetto, which is a Jewish terminology, <laughs> but everybody's trying to buy up, not everybody, People trying to buy up all the homes in the black community, mm-hmm. and they got plans for to really move the people out, 
and then they come back and they'll redevelop that. But I don't know if that's taking place in St. Louis, oh but on TV, on the radio, in the mail, or whatever, I, I want to buy your home. Well, right here in St. Louis, and see, uh, they don't have it like they used to because they don't want to fall the land, they can get their hands off them. And mm-hmm. now, uh, most neighborhoods that you saw 10 years ago, like Rev, and I don't even buy the barbershop, they're very few businesses. There's only the store on the corner across from the barbershop right now that's still open right now. And they used mm-hmm. to be a very, very busy corner back in the day, right, Rev? Yeah. I mean, they had business on both sides of the street. Matter of fact, you was a barbershop. Matter of fact, you didn't have a stop right there. And there was always a crowd jam. People just, so many people, you know, moving around, walking on the streets. Now, that neighborhood is desolate right now, but nothing but vacant houses. And sure, like in Kansas City, you see, but here in St. Louis, all of our sports teams, you know, the football team stadium we had is downtown St. Louis, the hockey arena, the baseball park. We have the art museum. Uh, we have the opera, uh, we have the mechanical, and all those things, things people in the business are located inside the inner cities now. And so these people in, in, went out into rural into urban areas now, they want to come back into the city now. Exactly. That's where all, all, the, all the, you know, the niceties you know, are located now in the cities. And that's where the problem comes in. they got to move these people out. And so they, and they keep in mind, too, they had a plan here called the uh, Team 4 plan years ago, and they had worked with this plan to the T. Now they're doing the same thing else around the country. That's what you guys are seeing there, starting here in St. Louis. So, yes, we very much for me, okay, with your trying to value your land. Matter of fact, a guy named Paul McKee uh, did a you know, to the max, where now we have a, 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 the, a, the spy agency uh, that's been being built, you know, in, in in the black neighborhood, there was all the homeless was going to post out and ran them out of the community down there and it was all big land. And now they've been in this big facility and bring in new people, new jobs, and people that are paying big town money and new businesses all around. And guess what? Housing the black folks cannot afford. Uh-huh. In fact, they can't, they can't think about
know, had it also not affected just St. Louis, also affected the you know, uh, Oakland, uh, Oakland Raiders. They lost their team. They now in Las Vegas, and also uh, was the, the Padres. You know, also they were affected. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so a lot of big business things right now uh, about to go to court. How they've been treated, how they mistreated. You know, large. See, you, when you take when you fight with big money like that, they will fight you back. Whereas with small people like us, we cannot fight that like that. And that's a fact, Jack. <laughs> and that be you in St. Louis that you can't cancel anywhere in the world. Well, I want to thank Mr. MC Richardson. He can be heard today at 5 o'clock. I have to say I'm also a producer of the program with them, with Missouri by Jim Commerce. And MC, I can tell him happy anniversary for one year and being part of our family. So how you enjoyed the, the, the first year with us, MC? Well, you know, it was uh, another very uh, educational-oriented and economic oriented and people oriented show that you do. So keep it up, don't stop. And I know you got Mr. Scott there. They're gonna make sure you're gonna be podcast not over the world, international, and maybe kiss this guy who's trying to go out of space. <laughs> no, 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 Scott may go, but I know me and Rizky not be on the ground. <laughs> well, uh, Scott would have to be have his uh, motorcycle to go, okay? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> what you say, Scott? It'd be interesting, but it'd be a great adventure. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Mr. Musk, Mr. Musk put a, a car in space. Why can't I go? Yeah, because he's on the car line. He don't, he, that, uh, that was advertising, Scott. That's right. <laughs> so when you call Mr. Scott, he said. Uh, if I'm not in the studio, I'm out on my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Normally he is too, okay? Anyway, MC, we want to thank you so much for being a part of our program and say you can be here today at 5 o'clock. Yeah, thank you very much. I want everybody to turn on and, and go to Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on um, Twitch. And what's it about Alpha? I had the wrong. I had Alpha teach you, but you corrected me. Uh, well, uh, what, what the, uh, maybe I should get Scott to correct me. Well, it's uh, rss.com, uh, which carries uh, for Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you very much, sir. Well, then, Lord, I used to send it to, to you. I see you now. I can see it without, without even making a mistake, Scott. I mean, I mean, uh, 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 <laughs> Well, he's he's on the motorcycle. He's on that motorcycle.